September 21, 2022. It's a lot for Pedro show. And also, the, this is a uh, question. Uh, Ornett Coleman, you mentioned uh, some words great or something, but uh, if you have another comment about it. Well, I said he was a great leader. Leader. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this is, to me, is a, that's a great thing to be. I see. Well, that's a little bit ordinary uh, regulations mm -hmm. to us, but uh, Roland Clark, that's coming up third. Uh, if you have some comment. Well, he's another great instrumentalist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, MJQ, they are going to England this coming September and October, the news says, and... Uh, uh, how's about uh, more than just quoted? Do you have some comment about this quoted? Well, the quartet, mm -hmm. uh, MJQ? MJQ, yes. Uh, that's a very good quartet. Mm, also. Mm -hmm. And uh, last one is the uh, Charlie Mingus. My mind's working. My look, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Tell I me. think that.
Go Show, happy Wednesday. Started off with John Coltrane gets asked by Kazuaki Sujimoto about different musicians in Tokyo in 1966. And then we had Straight Mints. No, Starlight Straight <laughs> Starlight <laughs> Mints. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know, I hurt my knee and uh, it's, yeah, put a bearing on him. No, I can't blame my knee for that. That was stupid. The Starlight oh. Mints with Eyes of the of the Night. Right, cool. th- that's it. The writing's too small, and uh, because of the those uh, Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got all the way from Oklahoma City. Double V, Alan and Bart, welcome aboard. Thanks, Mike. And we got to give uh, we got to give Howard credit, right, for the connect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. we love Howard. Yeah, yeah. He was my. Uh, Publicity man at Columbia. For oh, cool. 14 years. And, really? Uh, wow. But, but I knew him before that. You know, he was in the nurses and he was an old friend of Don Fleming's. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he's got a great history. That's part of the reasons why we were so happy to hook up with him. Yeah, and uh, especially, you know, World of Jive, it's good to have some genuine. And l- let's get to your uh, journeys of music. Alan has agreed to go first. Ah. Alan, please bring. Your earliest musical recollection. Man, I, I think, like, my early, for some reason, my earliest recollection of music, I've been thinking about this. Uh, I, there was, like a, like, a little music box that played the theme to The Godfather that we had. Like, I don't know, it was, like, in my bedroom. Mandolin. Yeah. And, uh, and so I would just, like, I didn't know what The Godfather was, you know. It was just this, but the, the melody. I'll tell you what it was. It was the first time there was an ethnicity given to gangsters. If you watch those 30s things, like there's no Italian, no Irish, no Jewish. You know, yeah. It's just and some, then, and it's then all another, guys with New York accents, right? So Godfather yeah. was really heavy on that thing where it assigns an ethnicity to correct. I guess there was a couple other movies before that, but that was a big daddy. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, you know, a young have kid. You, have you ever been okay. to the city, uh, the North Beach? What's it called? The, the cafe. Uh, what's that city? Trieste. Huh? He wrote it. Up east. Uh, San Francisco, the North Beach part. There's a, a by Molinari, great fucking deli. They make the salamis in the back. Oh, anyway, no, no. go on with your story. Okay, so there's a music box. Yeah, so I remember that music box, and then my some of my earlier memories are like, like this record I had was like uh, Goofy Gold. Oop, what was that? Goofy Gold, and it had all these like, you know, like Beep Beep by the Playmates, Charlie Brown by the Coasters, Mr. Custard, uh, Purple People Eater, Wooly Bully, Monster Mash, that kind of thing. Alley-oop. Alley-oop was on there. <laughs> Kim Fowley, right? Yeah, I love that stuff when I was a kid. I met him a couple times. Weird guy. Oh, really? Yeah, tall, but uh, not very kind of. What was her name? The bass player, Jackie Fox. Yeah, terrible. Uh, so, so uh, where was this pad you grew up in? Where Where did I grow up? Well, you're talking about where these things happened. Yeah, well, I was I, I, was, I was born in Houston, uh, and then we moved to Oklahoma when I was eight. So, kind of, you know, all okay. this is it's, sort of, it's okay. all blurry. Yeah. In the pad you grew up in, was there musical instruments besides that? We had a piano. It? We had a piano. That was the first thing we had. Out of tune, but, you know, did you, you still go pick out of tune. Did you have to go through the thing of the piano lesson? Uh, I experience? did. Now, now I, what, what, was it good or bad for you? 
It was bad. Yeah, bad. most of my guests on the show, 21 years, four months. Yeah. Barb's going to say something different on that. Yeah, but some, some have a good one. <laughs> yeah. Some, but most, yeah, yeah. most Bar- it's... Bar- I've had people almost quit music because of that experience. Yeah, so I was I was adopted as a kid, so I didn't have any musical people in my family. So I was like, I had to sort of like, I had to sort of push the, you know, push the boundaries. I was like, I want a guitar. I wanted a guitar like when I was eight. Well, what, know, what, what made the piano lessons lame? I think my brain uh, doesn't work well with like wanting to like, look at notes i want to play notes i want to memorize ah, stuff, so you don't blame you know? the teacher you blame yourself that's that's yeah that's, yeah that's, yeah that's, that's but my teacher wanted me to like she's like i want i want you to she knew i was creative so she was like i want you to write a song in f sharp so using all black keys you know I know. And so i was like i was like that's the easiest thing in the world i'm just gonna make it up as i go speaking and of so all I did black that. keys yeah i could, just made up this thing in front of her because i knew i could and she got mad at me i got in trouble and like, and then my mom just pulled me out of the lessons. You yeah. know, Curtis Mayfield tuned his guitar to the black keys. There's like four F really? sharp, and there's four F sharps. That's crazy. Yeah, like four F sharps. Yeah, yeah he and he played this trippy thing without a pick, and but he got paralyzed. In fact, I was lucky to see the gig before that happened. He was doing a tour of uh, cities. He was in Long Beach, wow. and it happened in That's... Brooklyn. So. Uh, what about in, in, uh, in school? Were you in the marching band? Or so the yeah, no, no, no. I was in I was in the orchestra. So I was cello and viola were my first uh, was my first uh, kind of thing. So that kind of carried on over to when I started writing songs. But uh, and then like a little after getting the cello, a couple of years, I finally got my first guitar. Maybe like twelve or thirteen, and that kind of changed everything. You know? So what was the first record you bought with your own money? Uh, well, I did that whole, like, penny, you know, you get the records for a penny. Well, I remember yeah. Dime from the Columbia record. Yeah, I yeah, my tracks. parents didn't know either. I did it behind, you know, I just, like, I found a penny and mailed it off, put my name in, and I got, like, some really bad, like, Kiss records, and uh, then a uh, Boston, Captain and Tennille. So that, that, your own money was a penny. Okay, yeah. What was the first gig you saw? Well, I saw a bunch of gigs. No, first. I know, but like, I saw a bunch of stuff when I was like, at like, I don't remember my first gig. I think, I mean, like. Remember, it's a Watt for Pedro show. There's no wrong answers. And there's no hard Okay, questions. well, it's like, like the first, I, I feel like the first real, like, life-changing gig I saw was whenever I was in, in college. I saw the Ramones. Um, and in that same year, I saw Sonic Youth. Those were like, you know, come to me, I, well, I think, a first gig. Yeah, but I didn't ask you your first important gigs. I said first gig. <laughs> I'm just curious because a lot... I don't... I think, I mean, like, like I remember seeing, like, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. So you I were taken to them by older people? Yeah. Okay. Miller Band. Um, like, and then later, like, like, you know, Tears for Fears, Journey, you know... Well, just your first, you know. That's yeah. why I, I asked the first because it only happens once. I don't remember first. I don't remember that. I don't That's remember all right. That. That's all right. What yeah. about this? Your first guitar? What was it? It was a, a PV uh, T fifteen. What, like fir- what, what was your first amp? It was the amp was in the case of the oh, like a silver tone. Yeah, like I, and I, I had a silver tone later on too. Okay, like one of those. Like by nice the way, stuff. people, that's a serious version of the Dan Electro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, okay, uh, let me ask you this. After school, not graduating, but in the afternoon, did you get in the garage band, bedroom band, 
basement band and thing? I yeah, I did a little bit. I had a best friend, and we played, we jam guitar, you know, just me and guitar and him and drums. And I learned drums too because he had a drum set. He would go out of town, and they would like I was take care of their animals, so I would like get on those drums, you know. And that was like really important for me. Yes, I so, think one of the there should be two requirements for graduating in the U.S. You have to uh, visit foreign countries. You got to learn drums. I think if you learn yeah. drums, you can play anything because it's all about rhythm, right? Yeah, I love. I mean, I, like I, like I, totally could have been a drummer. Even you know? in, even in the orchestra, when you're doing little accents and shit, right? It's still yeah, heavy yeah. stuff. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay, now did this did this band have a name? Oh no, no, not like I don't. So it was just practice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was practice. I didn't really get into like bands until I was in college. Okay, okay. So and I started writing songs like maybe twenty. Do you remember 20. the first song you wrote? <sighs> yeah, it was called uh, "Filth." The felt. Filth. Felt. Like dirt, dirty filth. Oh, filth. Yeah. Yeah. Kit tonight. Yeah, it was drop D, drop Sucio. D tuning. Sucio, I think Espanol. Uh, uh, and. Uh, what was filth? Uh, filth? Did you bring it to a band, or was it just man alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, I brought you know, we brought it to the band. They dug it. You know. Well, the guest I last had on, his first years was just doing man alone with a four track. Yeah, well, that was later for me, like okay. a couple years yeah, later. Yeah, everybody's got a different. Got path. the four track, you know. So okay, four so track what, changed my life. It was what, like life changing. What was the first gig for filth? I mean, the, the, the band that played. Burn Wagon. Burn Wagon. Burn Wagon. Yeah, one word, Burn Wagon. Okay, but uh, when did like, Burn Wagon, uh, first gig for Burn Wagon? Oh, man. Probably opened up for the Chainsaw Kittens. Oh, I remember those cats. Yeah, yeah. We opened up for the Chainsaw Kittens. Okay, like, and was it a success? No, I mean, for me personally, no. I think people dug it, though. Yeah, I mean, people dug it. To me, like, it was really hard on myself, so... I wasn't a very good singer at first. It took me a long time. I mean, that, I just kind of jumped into singing. How old I, were you? Uh, probably 20. So, oh, college, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, so um, I'm curious, uh, how long did Burnwagon uh, last? Uh, probably nuts. Uh, no more than a year, you know. Go, and then moved on to another project. Yeah. One of the Chainsaw Kittens guys quit. Chainsaw Kittens and I formed a band with him called Shrinker. Okay. And what was Shrinker like? Shrinker. Yeah. Shrinker. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, we were kind of, I was into like kind of Sonic Youth a little bit. So I was kind of like doing the two weird tunings on my guitar. Um, and then my, my bandmate, Kevin McElhaney from the Kittens, he was kind of into Sid Barrett. So we were kind of like teaching, you know, we we're kind of like all over the map. Um, but it was, that was kind of bad. We, I didn't have a tuner yet. So like, uh, it was like really, our shows were kind of lame because we would be tuning half the time, trying to get in tune, you know. You ever hear any Stooges bootlegs? <laughs> Fucking James Williams. It's uh, still out of tune. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the tuner was like the best invention ever. <laughs> Minutemen never had them. Yeah, we were watching, <laughs> we, we watched some of your documentaries. And you, you, uh, well, I, I saw the tuner... Though in a later documentary, like you know, from about twenty years ago, you, you, I remember at Radio yeah. Tokyo we, that we used a tuner, but not not at gigs. So we yeah. we would just try to get flat as the gig went on together. <laughs> yeah, 
and even with bra- broken strings and shit, I remember the first paid gig we did. D Boom broke two strings. He just kept charging. Yeah, you give a fuck. Yeah, well, that's what you did, man. When you break a string, you just gotta keep going. Yeah. So after Shrinker, is that Starlight Mint? Yeah. I mean, I I, I took some years to kind of like to, to do four tracking and get better at songwriting, and so I just kind of took you know it was just like I was in my own world, little world for a couple of years, and then started you know to play live again uh and uh yeah i mean that kind of took off from there you know a lot of confidence i'm gonna play submarine number three
Someday you 
beginning of our people and our language. Much of it has been lost, and I am now trying to compile it. My father, chief sachem of the Wampanoags, I, his daughter, now talking.
For Pedro Show, that chunk of music started out with Starlight Mints. In fact, the very first Starlight Mints song I've been enlightened by Alan here. Submarine number three. Then we had brand new from Roger Clark Miller, Dream Interpretation number 17. Then his ex drummer man, who's playing guitar now, uh, Peter, Mini Beast is the name, Proj, and it's exclusive as the title. New from Uni and the Urchins, which is funny because Uni is Japanese for urchin eggs, right? A row. Doll Parts, Catherine Moore, Brand New Stranger, Dame Area out of Barcelona, Hasta and Fiend, uh, I Am Pedro, I Am yeah, excuse me, and Mark Stewart with uh, Tai Taiho, Taiho's son. Spencer Pup Peppet, Brand New record, uh, Soundtrack, scored one to his little films. And Medicine Singers with a Cry, 
and Midwestern Medicine off their new album, Cobweb Calls for the Queen. And finally, Starlight Mints, Inside of Me. So, I'm assuming, since you're saying the four track was really important. Oh, totally, yeah. And then I got an eight track later on. No, what I, I mean that. is uh, you made demos for the band. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. And then we, you know, the band tried to use the four track to make, you know, demos of the band. That was always even harder, you know. <laughs> of course. You know. Of course. Man Alone, yeah, is an, another thing. Uh, we should get into Barb's uh, uh, story of her journey. Can you bring your earliest <clears throat> musical memory, Barb? Earliest musical memory is probably of my mother sitting playing the piano. I had a very musical family. Her mother, my grandmother, was also a she was a composer and playwright, and so there was always music growing up in my house. Either mom playing or you know playing records. And did you listening. jump on that piano? Oh, I did a little bit. I mean, started taking lessons when I was about okay, six years old. Okay, what was your old, experience? So. <laughs> was it good or bad? Oh, it was great. I mean, always a little frustrating because I've it was never really as good as I wanted to be. You know, still are not, but um. Yeah, no, it was always, you know, an exciting thing for me to look forward to. Piano what was lessons, the first you know. record you bought with your own money? It was probably the Violent Femmes self-titled cassette. Okay. I wasn't I mean, there. I you I have had... to tell me. When I get the mind-reading thing worked out. But, yeah. Uh, first gig you saw? First gig was Fugazi, yeah. um, 1991. In uh, Edmond at a preservation hall. Brian Ritchie runs this fucking underground art museum on Tasmania, the acoustic basement in the Milwaukee band, right? Fams. Brother Steve McKay. Oh, yeah, Brian Ritchie. Yeah, I met, yeah. I, I, I met him. I played I played with the Fems live once. Played cello on Good Feeling. So you're still playing past school. You, you kept up with the cello. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Great. I, yeah. So it's in a lot of the Starlight Mint songs and Fifths. all the. Yeah, a lot of cello and strings and stuff, yeah. Ah, fifths, d different than guitar and bass and stuff. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, interrupt Barb. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> so, were you in the choir, the marching band, Barb? I was in show choir and chorus in junior high and did not continue with that in high school, but loved it in junior high. Mr. Wong, a really great choir director, and went to lots of contests and you know, sang a solo of the Bengals' Eternal Flame one year, so... Now, like I asked Alan, did you do the bedroom, basement, garage band thing? Not really. Um, really, my first really official band experience is Double V with Alan. I mean, I've tinkered a little bit here and there. I sang backup, you know, for tribute shows and some other bands and briefly sang with the band for a little bit in early college. But You know, Vincent only painted his last 10 years. Mr. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, Mr. Wells said, we will sell no wine before it's time. I mean... You don't have to be a, a Mozart pro, pro, prodigy, I think, to get into music. Sometimes it might be like a Grandma Moses. Remember that lady? I mean, painting. And, uh, right. Right later on. Sometimes that's the, the way it works out. Okay, so tell me how Double V got together then. Well, we first met in 2010 at the conservatory, which is actually where we saw you last about it's 10 had, years ago. It's had several names. I think it's 89th Street now. 
Yeah, it's 89th Street now, and you'll be there next month. We here with Flipper. I, I, I blew my knee out. <gasps> so you won't be. Yeah. I, oh. I can't. Yeah, it's right. destroyed. I mean, it was already peg leg. I was born with Osgood Slaughter and bad knees, but man, I, yeah. Well, whatever. I'm not going to bellyache, right? I still oh, got my so hands. sorry about that. But yeah. yeah, we met at the conservatory. He had just moved to Oklahoma from Texas a couple weeks before that, or. Yeah, I spent a couple of years in Texas. Uh, and it was a benefit for Haiti, and he was there with a mutual friend, and I just ran up to say hi to the friend, and he introduced us, and it was just kind of brief because I felt a little bit awkward because I had seen the band Starlight Mints play once the year before at the Norman Music Festival but had not actually listened to any of his music, so I felt a little a little guilty and a little awkward. So. And that was okay by me. You know, it was kind of cool, I thought, and then she didn't. What was, what was the first Double V song? Jack the Rider. God. Yeah. Did you use uh, the four track? Jack the Rider. That was a few years later. I mean, we got together, you know, a couple of months really after that meeting time. And then Jack the Rider we released as our first kind of demo in 2003. I, did, I didn't mean release. I meant like you wrote together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of the basis for us. The majority of our songs comes from all of those old four tracks where he has, you know, hundreds of little snippets of ideas, like 30 seconds here, you know, a minute there. And so we would just listen through and find one that we thought we could. You're talking about the stuff uh, uh, Alan wrote for Starlight Mints? Oh, just in general, not necessarily for the Mints. I mean, he's always had other aspirations beyond that, too, you know, film scoring and things like that and solo work. So. Um, so the yeah, double V stuff at the beginning came out of that stuff before you started writing together. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, I've just been one of those people that like every time I have an idea, I put it to tape or put it to now it's a computer, you know, since about 2000, it's been like, you know, everything's on you know, the Mac. Yeah. So, they're digital tape recorders. You know. Yeah. But yeah. with a graphic thing, no razor blade. You just, right. Can you right, imagine right. editing with a razor blade on a two inch? See, I never did the razor blade stuff. Like, no, wow. no, but I'm just saying. In yeah. some ways, it's, it's a fun, little... though. You <laughs> got it. I was a broadcast journalism major and at OU, OU and I was so in the last that. group to get to do Sooners. physical tape editing because they just phased it out then. So I was well, the very yeah, last well, to get you're... to actually tape splice tape together. And, and well, I enjoyed it. Who was the it. big uh, person in that? Was uh, Delia Derbyshire, the lady who... Com- uh, did the Doctor Who thing. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, uh, September 21, 2022, and Dishwap Pedro's special guest, Double V, Hang Tough, Hour 2. September 21, 2022, it's the second hour of the Wap Pedro Show. tried to get you out of the sun Then I tried to fight you off like a matador Then I was bored tried to fly you back to the sun 
than you were Attacked by giant centipedes Now I'm set free Now I'm set free Now I'm set free Watching you bluff and scoop and look at it No, I won't slow down until you're good and ready Like a matador bell, it doesn't end well Only to find your tears paddling with Outracing your fears Only to find my tears your ears I tried to get you out of the sun Then I tried Fight you off like a matador But only to find your tears Paddling with Outracing your fears Only to find my tears I can't look up You almost have me hypnotized Watching you bluff What's good in the Watching you drop the scoop and the confetti No, I won't slow down until you're good and ready Like a matador bell, it doesn't end well I couldn't believe it, absolutely blew my mind I'd never heard a band play like that before And it was George himself who gave the Herman Band its subriquet by referring to it as the Thundering Herd. Interviewed in the 1970s, Woody recalled that first herd. People came into the band like Chevy Jackson and uh, Bill Harris, and later Cliff Phillips, and uh, so they tell you, Tom Bill in 
The war efforts meant that there were me. plenty of servicemen and women who needed live entertainment. An awful way to go. His activities to the Pacific in the pay of Uncle Sam. Get moving. Directly from Inner Spring mattresses, right to the, the end is near. Now, we weren't in any direct action, and you're old. up and up the hill. That's your place. We had to wait sometimes till they build roads before we could go to the next place to perform. Everybody and everybody. something up a bugle call rag or something and they would be jumping with joy it was really a very emotional experience when ray was a trumpeter in glenn's band he found that the musicians themselves weren't quite as keen on their output as the public during intermissions when we played the pennsylvania hotel they used to go across the street to the bar and listen to benny goodman's band because that's the kind of music they enjoyed and come back and go to work playing the kind of music
Off for Pedro Show. Start off second hour with Double V and Matador Bell, Ben Salter from Tasmania. And in fact, I think he's living in that fucking museum in some kind of residence. Uh, NFTS, which I don't understand, right? Non fungible fuck. Jive Ponzi scheme shite. Look, I used an England word there. Shiverboard with uh, Compassion Patch, Zach Rosen, Too Late, Sarah Davachi, brand new album, The Last Apart. Horde of Two, I Can't Dance, and Double V, Written down, written Dawn Comes Tonight. So tell me about the first Double V gig. It hasn't happened yet. We're a studio band. But we've been like practicing. the Dan. What? The Dan, uh, Steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, seriously, like, I mean, I did the whole... Uh, Starlight Men's thing. We toured ten years and I met Barb, and I just like let's just keep this studio. You know, we got a. Uh, well, we had a concept for our, our first album, The Moonlit Fables of Jack the Rider. We had kind of a big concept behind it, and wanted to have like a rotating stage and big sets designed by Grant Fuse, our album artist, and just didn't really have the budget for it. And wow, yeah, but if you were in the Flaming Lips, yeah. Now I got to tell you about it when I met Wayne. He was, he told us, uh, he came to the Minuteman gig at a pad called the Bowery. And yeah. um, he let us conk at his pad. He had all these drawings and artworks. And he told us his name was Luigi. For a couple of years, I, th I thought his name was Luigi. And I found out later it was a name tag he found. He was running, managing some Long John Silver. Long John Silver. Yeah, well. yeah. And so, yeah, Luigi and his brother were singing. And yeah, he was on guitar, singing, yeah. right? Michael yeah. was still there, and uh, but uh, Stephen wasn't on the drums. And uh, in interesting guy, but uh, I love this idea, Oklahoma, big you know, dream, big. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't have the funds to put that on, or maybe you will. So that maybe that'll be your first. Yeah, we, we are practicing as a four piece. Yeah, we did right recruit now. two new yeah um, new live band, members. You know, like post pandemic, you know, kind of like like it's it's tough right now, but we're still. Yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. We just got our bivalent vaccines, so we're starting to feel a little more confident. But yeah. you, you, you just got them now. Well, we had them. We had them. Oh, the new ones, the new updated. Oh, oh, like okay, okay, because okay, we got four shots. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we'd already had. Yeah, we keep up with it. So okay, okay. and uh, um, okay. So the two new members, but they're they're probably playing what you guys write for them, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're still, I mean, it's still, Alan and I will always be double V, but we, we are recruited too. I mean, really great, great, a drummer and a... So what was the concept of Jack the Writer? Jack the Writer was really born from phonetics, really, because we developed the music first and then start kind of playing around with lyrics and... It's almost like how we had to make it into the, uh, you know, it's like we... Right, he was born first, and then the album was kind of born around him because yeah, it just it just fit fit phonetically. Jack the Writer, and we briefly considered Jack the Writer, but that's what, just a whole different way, and I knew we could enunciate it differently, and it would sound kind of weird. I think. So. What was Gene Autry's nickname? Uh, singing Cowboy, right? Yeah, he made a uh, by Griffith Park Observatory here. You know where the knife fight is in Rebel Without a Cause. Dennis <laughs> Hopper with the blur. <laughs> Uh, it's really neat, black cowboy part and stuff, and you know, not all the just cliches and stuff. And uh, but was rider like horse rider? 
like bicycle rider. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's actually in the song. Yeah, it's like uh, Jack. So he's like, uh, yeah, he's he's riding his bicycle. You know who wrote a, a big thing on a bicycle riding? In fact, Steve the band, the, the the band <laughs> broke up because this guy was doing two hundred clicks, you know, a hundred, hundred twenty miles a day. No time for music. It was craft work. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, in the eighties. Yeah, there's a uh what's the the French race, Tour de France? They got a tune called that and they're using the bicycle chain, you know. I I, and I, I use that idea in my first opera, uh contemplating the engine room. There's something there is a rhythm to bicycle ride. There is ride to horses too though. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. what they use in radio, what they call that guy, the Foley, he they use coconuts, right? Clop, 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 clop. Oh yeah, I got coconuts. <laughs> Aren't you? Are, do you ride bikes? Don't you ride bikes? Or did, did when I was healthier? Yeah, I pedaled I for a long. We were, well, for twenty-two we years, cycling. for twenty-two years, I didn't ride. When I got a car at sixteen, I thought they were kids. I was an asshole. And then some guy sold me a ten-speed for five dollars, and I, I was you know thirty-eight years old. And I started pedaling again. And then when my <laughs> knees went bad, I went to kayak. And then I couldn't get the kayak from the boat, so now I do elliptical training. Oh, elliptical's the best. Yeah. Yeah. No. No slamming. Uh, no, right. Yeah. Yeah. The you joints just, are much better. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's got yeah. shit for to hold on to. And if you got bad yeah. knees, cardio, you, cardio, cardio. That too. Yeah. But just the idea of holding on, so if your knee buckles, you don't crumple. Yeah. Well, you crumple, but you don't. You know, no. What did Howard Cosell say? Down goes Frazier. <laughs> Down goes. I want to play. I, I want to play. Uh, the question closed. <laughs>
tales tonight And you won't even know about it I never want to say it in fact I never really even imagine I could just leave it all ablaze And wait for your reaction And why it matters so much more When I can see the time in a spaceless wind Frika hipo pade miomi la kiki Na frika lenwa yi chan miomi la pusi La tusi Hele hele la koji na ye muno kloji Ne masomyo si la fyo fike ye mso Chume manyo mero kwi majesi Ye la na hola jolak me po me otade Jim pusi Mde kwe mbaleo Bola sota la pwachiwa o ola kisi Mba bicho E yata o chan Minotu nyate pene miyano vyo no wadeso San kumicho Nia ningwa fikyo be miyacho Africanie somme, Africano que sinon no batan. Somaja, somaja, somaja.
Простите.
Cause it's a dangerous world Yeah, it's a dangerous world With your bottle shaped brain And the telling of a story You'll take two torpedoes Like, hey, it's a dangerous world Mr. Cassius, closer. Punch your Everybody. Everybody's got a place to meet. Ain't nobody gonna build your plan. So put on another bluish band, but don't collapse. Your hands did some gigs with Flipper as a power trio. Now I can't do... You know, it fucking breaks my heart, but I'll, I'll, I'll get... Yeah. Hopefully. It was sad to miss that. Did they find somebody to play bass? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I, it's fucked up. They played here a lot. Like, do you remember when they played here? Like in the, the, the Minuteman opened for them 41 years ago up in yeah. the city. Yeah. Oh. Well, Flipper okay. played a house show about... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. City. I had to go home before they played. Oh, you started that show so sad about it. with the double V and, and the question closed. Little Drain bur- Burger, uh, Chloral Lectal Lad Fetus for Consumption from Rubber O Cement. Man, those dudes got fucking long titles. Uh, Lecchio from Yao Bobby and Simon Graham. Uh, Ramza Nekoliko Poza. Odlazak, yeah, my Serbo Croatian's pretty fucked up, so I'm very sorry. Uklete Dukat, Cherna Zuk, with Niko Inista, and 
Armija army, uh, Ar Armija's army, and uh, I think this is Slovene. This is all uh, uh, 1983, so it's still Yugoslavia, right? From Trobakova Krishna Pesci. And then finally, Double V with Dangerous World. So let me get this straight. These these songs I'm playing kind of went to a big piece, a, a big opera. Um, some of them did. They're kind of mixed up a little okay, bit. Okay. Um, Dangerous, Dangerous World yeah. is one of them. The Questions Closed that you played before, That was the that's the last track on our new album. But Well, Bob, um, I got to tell you, I... I, I put, I didn't know what sequence to put them in, so I just went from shortest to longest. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I grouped them into Starlight Mints in uh, Double V, but that, that's how I did it, you know, because I didn't really know the the integrity, you know, how they connect. Oh, it, it doesn't matter. It's That's great. It's all Double V. Cool. Right? Yeah, it's all Double it's, V. Oh, there's three Starlight Mints songs, and the rest are Double V. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I kind of had a uh, guess that Starlight Mints was before, so that's why I played that first. Because, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think you were in the band. <laughs> yeah. No, no, so nope, never heard him. For things come in uh, stages, right? Cycles, cycles. Life comes in cycles. Old as new. No, I ain't no cycle. Right. <laughs> yeah. Me, right? We just get lucky our paths crossed at all, you know, so. Yeah. She had a radio show. Barb had a, uh, why don't you tell us about the radio show? Well, I had a, a public radio film music program called Filmscapes that was syndicated around the country for a while there and alan actually heard it and listened to it you know years before probably 10 like nine years meeting that. me yeah. yeah and then later like a mutual friend the the second time we met pointed at me and said oh that's bar well, like PBS, PBS, made that connection a pbs npr thing or mm -hmm. uh, a public radio okay. yeah nationally syndicated yeah 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 okay that that's great man uh that that, that kind of inspired me well actually pirate radio is how i got my start you know that's why it's called watt for pedro show because it was up in silver lake and they only reached five miles so you couldn't really hear it in pedro <laughs> yeah we had we had a guy john mooneyham who did that in norman and it was really cool for a while a couple of years two, two or three years he had a pirate radio yeah, station till the fcc right <laughs> yeah till, till they, same thing they, happened. They, they them, yeah this was called kblt this station and in fact the lady page it ran out of her apartment. She wrote a book about it. It's called 40 Watts Out of Nowhere. Cool. cool. To read that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what my original thought behind broadcast journalism. I mean, when I was a kid, I just want to own my own radio station, play good music. And... Was it pump up the volume or what was the... Pump up the volume, yeah. There's Chuck D right there. Look, we're <laughs> at the end of the second hour, September 21, 2022. Special guest, Double V. Hold tight for hour three. September 21, 2022. It's the third hour of the Watch from Peter show. <laughs> Peachy for the king But the 
from Pedro Show. Start third hour off with Double V doing Ladder for the Peep. Luca Aaron with five five pedals. <laughs> Tired, man. Mm-hmm. Kim Boom, Kim Bo- yeah, Kim Boom and Kessner with Roberto Liba. Uh, yeah, he's a Swedish cat in Berlin. Great slide guitar. Imbernan and Michael Vega with Mikel Vega with Oh, shit, a was, a was treat, a was tea. Really, I don't mean to fuck up everybody's language. I fuck up English too, and it's not on purpose. Tragic mm-hmm. Assembly with the reasonable trash. SLWM, Bob Bucko Jr. out of Iowa with spin and dancer, and finally, map the channels. Double V. So, you say the titles come last. L- ladder for the people. Yeah, that one actually, yeah, that came. Yeah, that one actually, we did change the title at the very last minute just because there were other things happening with a, a similar title to what we had. But. Yeah. Kind and, of a, yeah, but lyrics always come last. I mean, it's like it's like you want to get the vibe of the song, you know. Okay, then, uh, it's like, there, is there a notebook or do you write on demand? Like, here's this music. Well, now, we're to the point where we got like Google Docs. Like, so it's like we were writing on Google Docs and we we're like, you know. What I'm saying is, um, or what I'm asking is, uh, uh, you have, you got a little trove somehow, whatever. Oh, yeah. We have little, I mean, notepads and scraps of paper around the house where we say something like, oh, that'd be a great lyric, you know, scribble it down. Because some people I ask, they say, no, I write to the moment. I write to that music. Never. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I have done that for sure. You know, like the uh, submarine number three, that first song you played from the start of the minutes, that was like all like done in like. 15 minutes, you know. It's a really rare occasion, though, when that happens. Okay, okay. So you mean listening repeated to your music? Yeah. You start conjuring up the words later? Yeah. But you also got this uh, collection you can draw from, a reservoir. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah always, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Mint songs that we'd like to go back and, and redo and put our double V touch on, but we have so many more original ideas we want to do, too, so... Yeah, there's never a lack of ideas. Okay, uh, I want to play Jack. Since we've been talking so much about Jack the Writer, let's play.
remarks are torn From the fool's gold mouthpiece The hollow horn Plays wasted words Proves to warn That he not busy being born Is busy dying Waterfalls of pity roar You feel to moan but unlike before Discover that you'd just be one more person crying So don't fear If you're here A foreign sound
trembling distant voice unclear starters is sleeping ears to hear that somebody thinks they've really found you a question in your nerves is lit yet you know there is no answer fit to satisfy and sure you not to quit to keep it in your mind and not forget
upside down inside handcuffs Kick my legs to crash him off and say Okay, I've had enough, what else can you show me?
Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Start out that chunk with Jack the Rider from Double V. Uh, Seedman to the World with Blood. And finally, Last Castaways, Double V. Yeah, I think you were one short. I went and found that one. Weird. We actually gave you two other songs, I thought. But no, I only had ten. That's a good one, though. Yeah, that's one that was actually to, placed in a video game well, I went, a couple years ago. Speaking of which, I went to YouTube.com, and that's where I found it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's in Beyond Blue, a immersive kind of undersea adventure learning experience. Sponsored by the BBC. Yeah, BBC and Blue Planet 2. Which is Richard Attenborough? Is that his he name? might narrate a couple of, there's little videos that you have to like attain. Now, he had a brother. We lost him. He's gone now. But uh, he was in the, me and Dee Boone's favorite bo- movie when we were boys called The Sand Pebbles with Steve McQueen, 1966. And the, the book is incredible. I read it when I was in, helping the portal for Pilot Guys. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? We have a website, doublev.net. That's should, double V-E-E. Now we should spell it. D-O-U-B-L-E-V-E-E. Right. All uppercase except for the V. A capital V. You can get there either way, but we're the, the capital V, double V. Um, but we have a band camp. You know, because some people might just put VV. <laughs> right. Yeah, that okay. won't get there. I love, the a, fact a that you, I love the fact. Yeah, but you probably got links to that from your own site. I love the fact you got your own site because it's like having your own fanzine. I mean, you could staple up your flyers on the corporate telephone poles, but to have your own, you know, I, I just think it's great. I, to me, that was the idea of the Internet. It was... Uh, uh, altruistic uh, parallel for me was wow it's like you could every website can be like your own, everybody's own fan zine right no filter no middleman but then mm-hmm. everybody runs to fake look and shitter and instant ham <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that to tell, let people know about stuff but yeah, if, that, right. if that's the only way you exist you're going to be filtered you know so anyway yeah. uh, tell me the process n- n- nowadays that well, first, where did you get the name? Well, um, we were dating, and we were living together, um, and my last name is Vest, and we would always tease about getting married. Uh, I would call Barb my future fiancé, which is double F, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it, then we got to this notion, which if we were a couple, we'd both be named Vest, so double V. Well, and there was actually debate at that time that Alan kind of did want to take my last name, but since his name is kind of established, we figured we should probably yeah. stick with it. You know, the letter W actually yeah. is two V's. Exactly. That's part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we hear that quite frequently. If you go to Germany, they pronounce V's like F's and W's like V's. It's trippy about using one alphabet for everybody's different sounds in your mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that's a trippy thing. And and tell me the process now. You've been together a couple of years and uh, stuff, uh, doing the double V. What's the process when you're bringing in the new things? Well, I, you know, we have so many ideas that it's like, for our last record, I kind of, like, let Barb pick the ideas, you know. Um 
Well, I mean, it's a mutual thing where we go through and listen yeah. and figure out and then. I've heard the ideas more than anybody, you know, so it's just kind of like, I don't, I feel like that, you know. Yeah, all of the songs except for the questions closed were based on previous snippets or earlier song, but questions closed we wrote from the ground up. That's... Yeah. You know, when I have improv musicians on, one of my questions is, who goes first? Right. Right? Because I've learned, uh, yeah, it's a lot about listening with improv. Like Nels Klein asked, what's your favorite? Because he's got 50 pedals right there. It's the volume pedal. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get out of the way of a good idea. So, okay, I understand how. I still yeah. understand, Bart. I'm not much of a pedal guy. I'm actually, I, I like. No, I just use that as a fucking um, yeah. metaphor. That's what it's yeah. for. <laughs> but, I mean, there's so many people that are like pedal people. I, I, I just, I don't... I've seen gigs where dudes don't even have a guitar. It's just pedals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a table, cool. right? It's a table with pedals. <laughs> people are doing loops and weird shit like that, you know, these days. Well, you um, know, you know, whatever. I, 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 that actually was one of the ideas of the movement in the '70s. Whatever you got up on stage, there was a cat named Zev. He'd hang pieces of metal and. They almost get killed by the shit hit with hammers. And yeah, you know, I've seen some stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, whatever it takes. I never thought the movement was about a style of music. I thought it was like a, a launch pad, a springboard. So, uh, do you guys look backwards? You were talking Not... Sonic Youth a little bit, and uh, you were talking. Uh... Oh, the, but those were earlier bands. Double V really doesn't look backwards. Not really, no. I mean... Yeah, we're not getting any younger, so we're kind of focused on what, yeah, can we do the rest of our time here, you know? Yeah, next next album. Next, next album. So, ain't probably that a trip? Group, probably next single, you know, it's kind of like it's, it's almost feel, I feel like that, we put, we put out two albums and an EP, let's just put some singles out. But know? this, this, uh, when you have a release, already you're thinking of the next thing, huh? Even though oh, you yeah. worked so hard to get well, it all together, and then all of a sudden, well, got to start. Yeah, this album came out like three months ago, four yeah. months ago, and we finished it over a year and a half. I mean, we finished it like 2021 the uh, in June. So it was like over a year that we mastered the record that we put it out because of COVID and finances and stuff. No wine before it's time, Mr. Wells learns. Look, yeah, when you come so, out with that new single, will you come back on the show and we can talk about what you're doing. Also, you're doing film scores, right? Sounds Trying right. to. It's Trying. a competitive world. Oh, yeah. Course, yeah. There's a drummer cat, Cliff Martinez, right? He's on the last uh, Captain Beefheart album. He's really good at it. Go to his website. Cool. Yeah. Something, yeah, being a drummer, man. I tell you, that's an asset. I'm so glad, Alan, you fucking taught yourself that. That's bitching. It's been a big honor to have both you and Barbon. Thank you so much, truly. Thank you, Mike. We we are the ones who are honored. We appreciate you. It's you know, tough to get the word out as an unsigned band. So having someone of, like you being interested, I mean, we we love you and appreciate you so much. Oh, you're most kind. People, it's been the September 21, 2022. Just show up for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.